Hey, everybody. This is Adam, host of the podcast you're listening to. And I have exciting news. You are not going to want to skip this. The Unpopular Opinion Podcast is on the verge of releasing episode number 500. We call that a milestone in the industry. To celebrate and to thank you for all of your support for all of these years, from now until the 500th episode drops, we are reopening the Unpops 500 Club. What is that? Well, it's the fun new name we've decided to apply to the mythological $5 early adopters Patreon level of the Unpops podcast Patreon. When we first launched that Patreon, we had a tier that got you every single podcast we release, including bonus episodes, completely ad-free for just $5. At the time, it was limited to 1,500 subscribers. And once we hit that level, we unpublished that tier. But since then, in large part due to COVID wreaking havoc on the world's finances, lots of spots have opened up again in that $5 tier. So we're making it available to the public once again. But there are still only a limited number of spots available, and those spots are only available until the 500th episode of Unpopular Opinion drops. We have a lot of exciting changes and new shows coming in the next few weeks and months. So no matter why you had to cancel before, this is a great time to come back and check out all the fun stuff the Unpops Network has to offer. Head to patreon.com slash unpops to sign up and get every podcast episode we release, including bonus episodes, for just $5 a month. Or, if you don't want to use Patreon, there are also a limited number of Unpops 500 spots open at unpopsnetwork.supercast.com. Thanks. We love you. Let's get to the show. El futuro tiene nada más que la confrontación. to Unpopular Opinion. I'm your host, Adam Todd Brown. I used to write a bunch of weekly columns for a bunch of internet places, and I would use those columns to put forth all sorts of crazy opinions. And then I would come on this show to defend those opinions. But now, mind your own business. Joining me today, it's... I mean, it's just me and Jeff. Do I have to do this every time? I'm Adam Todd Brown. Jeff is Jeff. We do this. We do podcasts. Jeff does a bunch. I do a bunch. And then you listen to them. Ladies and gentlemen, Adam Todd Brown and Jeff May. It's going to be a great show. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Unpopular Opinion. I'm your host, Adam Todd Brown. Jeff, cut it out. Cut it out. Is this a Coulier thing? Yeah, like full house. (laughs) Is that your new catchphrase? You're stealing Coulier? It is. We got Jeff, cut it out. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, behave. That's a different property. Yeah. Yeah, baby. (laughs) Jeff was being a mockingbird. There, like he does when there's no guests around. This is a fun bit you do. Yeah, where I get gaslit by my co-host at the beginning of every episode. Wow, you're using uh, therapy speak to justify your negative behaviors, and I'm not going to validate that. Is this not like therapy for you? Because it certainly is for me. 
Yeah. <laughs> in a way, in a way, working is a form of therapy for me. Yes. Yes. So, uh, Jeff, how's it going, bitch? Ah, I mean, good, 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 good. I got to tell you, a lot of cool local stuff happening. Oh, yeah. Uh, over here. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, no, honestly, I've just been running around buying like baseball cards. And yeah, stuff. Nice. Yeah. I've been uh, running around getting eye infections and broken teeth. Yeah. So so this is basically how it's been for the past, I'd say, week and a half. You've been like laid up like you're traveling the Oregon Trail. Kind these, of like weird sicknesses. And I'm going out for supplies and texting them back to you. <laughs> but those supplies are always just like, check out these box of basketball cards I found for us to open. Yeah, pretty much. Pretty That's much. That's it. That's the supplies. But I think I am back on the mend, even though I'm wearing the thickest glasses of all time right See, now. I didn't want to bring them up at all, but it looks like you can see through time in those things. Yeah, I can see the future, and I know this is going to be a fantastic episode. Oh, yeah. That's as far as I can see into the future, though, unfortunately. I could have told, told you that without the glasses. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> hey. I die on the episode. <laughs> yeah. There's some heinous terrorist attack. Jeff had a heart attack. It turns out mainlining <laughs> five-hour energy for eight years in a row is not good for you. <laughs> That'll do it, I hear. This episode brought to you by <laughs> So we're doing another local news roundup episode. We haven't done one in a bit, and we got some shit to talk about. And I feel like our stories this time are divided into three very distinct sections. I feel like these first two stories fall under a category I would call, hey, children are adults too. I wanted to be an adult when I was a kid. Yeah, and... I'm not going to lie, at least in the case of this first story, it's kind of, well, actually both. It's kind of how I wanted to be an adult. Like, I wanted to have a job when I was young, but it's because I was, my family was very poor. And right? Yes. I wanted to have money. So I've actually been working, if you count paper routes, I've been working since I was 11, like consistently. Sounds very Midwest energy. Yeah. I mean, kids have always been able to do paper routes and shit like that. Not what? where I'm from. Our, our place was too big. We were too rural. So paper routes oh, were sure. a guy in a station wagon. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. What kids are normally not allowed to do is work past midnight at a McDonald's at the age of 10. There has been an alarming amount of child labor stories like this. They're like bringing it back. Yeah. Like the Republican it. Party is like, do you guys remember coal mines? Hear us out. <laughs> uh, you guys remember how we would have like kids and machines and stuff like the good old days, as we like to refer to. Them? Yeah, uh, I mean, let's do that again. Yeah, we'll we'll get to the the Republican side of this a little more in the next story. But you're right. A lot of Republicans around the country are going, hey, you know how we got that labor shortage? What about all these kids? Why not just, you know, let them work? Definitely how, not like raise wages or do things to entice workers. How can you be that evil? That's the thing to me where I'm like, how are you like this? It's nuts. And Ten-year-olds. Yeah. In this case, there was a McDonald's in Louisville that is in hot water with those prudes at the U.S. Department of Labor after the restaurant was found to be employing children as young as the age of 10. I actually... I'm going to call out the customers here. Kind of, yeah. Did you not see the kid in the uniform? Yes. They put him in disguises or something? Because in the case of the 10-year-olds, 
two of those 10-year-olds sometimes worked as late as 2 a.m., completely unpaid. And I didn't put this in the notes, but it's in the article. They were like working the drive-thru and working cash registers. Could you imagine if you're high at like 1.30 <laughs> in the morning and you pull up to a McDonald's drive-thru and you hear a child's voice? That's going to change your life. I would not be into that but at the, all. The balls on this McDonald's to be like, fucking put them in the only way they could possibly interact with the public. Now, my assumption is that they kept them for like cleaning for the most part, right? Well, there was one kid that was operating a deep fryer. So they're just like letting them work. Here's what I think it might be. There are a ton of donut shops in L.A., and there's a documentary about this. This isn't me being racist. A lot of them are Cambodian owned. And there's a documentary called The Donut King all about that. This guy worked for Winchell's and then he like took what Winchell's taught him and was like, cool, now I know how to start a donut business. And he's just like used that to help people settle in this country. He's like, you can come here. There are donut shops everywhere. Yeah. We always need more. That's the streets are paved with gold of Cambodia. Pretty much, it's, yeah. You won't get murdered for having glasses. <laughs> exactly. And, uh, you can have some donuts. And the thing about those shops is if it's a family-owned business, you can let your kids work. That was also the thing I was wondering was if this was a family-owned thing. It would almost have to be because otherwise there's – well, I don't know. Like, <laughs> Would it be? Because look at this place. You're like Kentucky, Indiana – Ohio. These are places you read about in the news where they're like, we're trying to send kids to war. And you're like, what the fuck? <laughs> well, I think there's a distinction here because there was one McDonald's restaurant that was employing 10 year olds. And that's the one that I suspect would maybe be a family business. Whereas two other McDonald's in this area, like you said, Kentucky, Indiana, Maryland, and Ohio, which... I found that part interesting because this happened as a result of an investigation into child labor law violations, it says, in the Southeast United States. And then it lists Kentucky, Indiana, Maryland, and Ohio. What I is mean, this, college football. Yeah. I mean, like, yeah, maybe Kentucky. I would say Maryland, maybe being the Southeast, if. Because, like, I mean, it's if you can south, well, you consider New England the Northeast. Yeah, I so feel like, like Maryland's pushing it. Well, it's south of Delaware, you know. Like, <laughs> yeah, true. I, I mean, you know, it's like when you're when you're driving. If you're driving down the East Coast, right? And you have like your Massachusetts through Connecticut, New York, New Jersey, Philadelphia, or Pennsylvania, Delaware, and then you finally get to Maryland. That's not no states that you're driving through. Now, granted, all of our states up there are the size of a postage stamp, but right, that's, I get it. I mean, that, but either yeah. way, I mean, we, I had a friend that worked at McDonald's when he was 14. Well, I used to manage a McDonald's and we did have 14 year olds who worked there, but they strictly were allowed to run the cash register from like 4 p.m. to 7 p.m. Anything beyond that, you were violating child labor laws. And that's what happened, I think, at the other two McDonald's franchises that they mention here. Because in those cases, it was like 14-year-olds who were either doing jobs they shouldn't or who were also being worked more hours than they should be. Whenever I see young children at a job like that, like, you know, it'll happen sometimes to somebody that looks young. I'm always like looking for the camera. I'm like, what? <laughs> 
It's like a bit. This yeah. A bit. This kid looks 15. Why yeah. do they have a job? You'd be surprised, though. There are a lot of, like, teens out there who are, at least back in my day, who were just, like, saving money for college and working hard. And I can see where, if you're a McDonald's manager, especially when there is a labor shortage, like we mentioned, I could see you being like, ugh. All right. Well, that 14-year-old has worked the 15 hours they're allowed to work this week, but also that motherfucker comes in every time I call them. Yeah, so, you just hire a goddamn eighth grade team. Yeah, exactly. 15 hours on and off, right? Because those are, in my experience when I worked at McDonald's, those were the people who, like if someone called in sick, you call one of those high school kids, they're going to be like, fuck yeah, I'll yeah. come in and make Over money. and underage. Those yes. are the two that go Seniors also, you're right. You have a senior on the team, Chester is going to be the number one employee that you have. Chester will sleep in the back if you need him to. Yep, yep. Chester was in wars. <laughs> yeah. <Plural. laughs> yeah, your McDonald's is nothing to him. One of those wars you've never even heard of. <laughs> Panama. <laughs> So this is from the article, three separate franchises that operate a total of 62 McDonald's restaurants across Kentucky, Indiana, Maryland, and Ohio employed 305 children to work more than the legally permitted hours and perform tasks prohibited by law for young workers. That is 305 kids just working at McDonald's in just those four states. Imagine what this is like nationwide. I would also like to shout out the government for not noticing that McDonald's is paying how many hours of work to these children. They'd be like, hey, that math doesn't add up at all. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I guess someone had to be monitoring it for it to come out. But Yeah, this is an investigation, <laughs> though. This isn't like a, hey, I just noticed something is off. Again, like you mentioned, how many people went to that McDonald's and saw a 10-year-old working before someone called the yeah, government? Right? And like, that's the part where it's like, mind your business. But also at the same time, I'd be like, I'm not going to mind my business about this. That looks like a kid. That right. is a 10-year-old. And government investigation, like, you, I feel like you could have just Snapchatted them a picture of this kid working the cash register at 1 o'clock in the morning and been like, crime. Yeah happening yeah this kid should be on the internet right now not working <laughs> this is a quote under no circumstances should there ever be a 10 year old child working in a fast food kitchen around hot grills ovens and deep fryers that is karen garnett vivills wage and hour division district director telling us what we should not need to be told you got it Car wow we <laughs> karen's gone wild you know what i'm saying <laughs> right Oh, does she want to speak to the manager of that McDonald's? <laughs> oh, she, she does. She should. I hope well, specifically. Yeah. I would. I would. The manager is in jail. Okay. Yeah. yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> oh, there is no manager. Okay. Yeah. Perfect. The sure. child is the manager. Okay. <laughs> the Department of Labor has found a sixty-nine percent increase in children employed illegally nice. by companies since two thousand eighteen. Fucking nice. During 2022, there were 835 companies that employed more than 3,800 children. That's a lot. About, I don't feel good about this. Like, no. And again, there are like jobs kids can work. The scariest one that I don't think I put anything about in the notes here. Kids like teens are allowed to work on farms. Like we know that. And don't I know it in a lot of cases, they end up working in corn silos. 
And corn silos are a great way to die by drowning in corn. Like there is, <laughs> we did a pretty scary episode about it. Yeah, because it's like quick corn. Yeah, it basically, it works the way quicksand does. Like the more you try to move, the more it closes in on you and constricts you. And getting a person out of that situation is really hard, but also... Sometimes you got to send someone in to walk on top of the corn to make it move down to the bottom of the silo. And I hope you have like a harness on that kid. Sometimes, but not always. Sometimes you need to do that in case aliens that uh, track you through hearing Correct. are trying to kill your family. Right, right. So yeah, like if you need someone to walk on that corn, you want to send someone light in. So you send a teen, an impressionable teen who just wants to make good farming money. <laughs> Something walks a kid on me. Were you not a corn detasseling area? Oh, buddy. We had to detassel our, we had to pick the corn out of the fields and we would detassel it. Yeah. When I was growing up, that was a summer job you could do as a teen. Shucking corn, baby. And it sucked. It fucking sucks. It sucks so much that if you showed up every day, and they did mean every day, I think it was like six days a week, for the entire summer, you got like five grand at the end of the summer, but no one ever <laughs> stuck with it long enough yeah. to do that I, shit. What, sometimes people, I'll, I'll um, cause like when I go to the farmer's market or wherever, you can like shuck your own corn, and I was there and I like expertly shucked the corn, and somebody was like, how did you do that? Cause like I know how that you like peel, 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 yeah. break stem. And then detassel. And they were like, what the fuck? And I was like, this is how I grew up. So, yeah. So obviously a bunch of people are going to jail over this. You can't just, right? yeah, you know, employ a bunch of kids and yeah, not. The children's crusade. Yeah. Work. <laughs> uh, just joking. The, Wait, th the three companies found to be in violation were fined $212,744. Jeff, that is total, not each. This is, this is bad. Some, we're, we're in a bad direction. <laughs> Somehow, the company that employed the 10-year-olds got the smallest fine. 39,000. kids? <laughs> yeah, smallest maybe. Kids, it's, smallest fine, right? Yeah, maybe it's like a like a buffet you, where they. It's like the ground round, yeah. You, yeah, you have to, kids pay you, what they weigh. You pay by the pound, yeah. <laughs> yeah, their fine was $39,711. Hell yeah. Way to be a kid boss, you know? I mean, we wouldn't get something like that in the more northern states. We're, we're like the northern states are a bit more aware of child labor. So like, you know, they're not going to do that. How far north are we talking? Because above any of those states. Mm, let's sure. talk about Wisconsin. Wisconsin's a perfectly great example. They're not going to do something like that. That's not a Wisconsin thing. Wisconsin Republicans want 14 year olds to be allowed to serve alcohol. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like you could have also removed to be allowed to serve alcohol for that. <laughs> yeah, Wisconsin Republicans want 14-year-olds. Yes. The Wisconsin government is fucking crazy, man. It's like the Wild West of the Midwest. Yeah, we did that episode about how Wisconsin's government basically wants to be Texas. And the, the latest effort along those lines state senator rob staffschult and state representative chans green both republicans obvs circulated a bill last week that would allow child workers as young as 14 to serve alcohol to certain customers in bars and restaurants and again they are pushing this as a quote simple 
solution, end quote, to workforce shortage issues. Did you Google image search Chan screen, by the way? I did not, which is interesting. Why don't you go ahead and do that? Let's do it. Let's see. Why don't you go ahead and just look him up real quick? Chan's green looks like he's 14. He looks like a giant baby. (laughs) He does. What is it? What's going on? He looks like a like a a grown toddler. (laughs) Yeah, that's why Chan's green wants 14 year olds to be able to serve alcohol. Because he's a he's on the assembly. Yeah, he wants his 14 year old best friends to serve him alcohol. He wants his little league team to (laughs) be able to serve him. That's also like the least surprising look of a person that wants to be like that. Now, this is an interesting thing to me because I don't know, like the serving alcohol thing, like the laws around serving alcohol are interesting because if a 14 year old works in a place with alcohol at all, they'll have the same exact access to that as opposed to whether or not they would actually be serving it or not. Not just that, but Wisconsin is almost every year ranked the drunkest state in the nation. Yeah, drink Wisconsinably. <laughs> and one of the quirks about drinking in Wisconsin, and I'm sure that it's like this in other states, but in Wisconsin, I have this like further in the notes. I don't know why I said like people at home are like, hey, you're going off the notes. In Wisconsin, if you're in a bar with your parents and your parents are cool with it and the bar is cool with it, you can drink and there's that not can't be legally federally like no no i don't think that's a federal like how law. is that on the books and if you read the law as it's written it doesn't say uh 16 year olds can drink if they're in a bar with their parents it just says if you're in a bar with your parents and they're cool with it you can drink now it does say restaurants can step in and take over as parent briefly and be like no i'm not serving your child alcohol but if the restaurant doesn't intervene your kid can drink up in wisconsin so yeah when you take that into account fuck it why can't 14 year olds serve alcohol yeah i mean i guess the only reason that would be the case would be so these 14 year olds aren't serving their friends true but also like of all the things and first off the other guy rob staffschult looks like chance green's stepdad nice It looks like they really teamed up for it. Ironically, this is the one that I'm I have problems. The headline is surprisingly the thing I have the least problem with, as opposed to the fucking insane thing you just told me about how you can just serve alcohol to a child if all (laughs) the adults are cool. Yeah, like that's a fucking problem. I don't know how much it happens. I guarantee you where it's happening fucking hunting trips fucking dudes taking their 14 15 year old kid hunting and then they hit a bar after they're like ah you're killing animals now you can drink pull a little hair on your chest yeah like but that's my thing when like remember when biden was still being like weed's a gateway drug and everyone's like yeah you are an old man who sucks be quiet but like was he not bringing this up we got to close the getting drunk at 13 with your parents loophole. <laughs> I wonder how many other states this is a thing in. I should have looked that up. Someone will leave it in the comments. And I thank you so much. So I think I know who it's going to be, too. <laughs> yeah, I can, I have a short list, if nothing else. So don't worry, though, Jeff. This bill makes it clear that kids can only serve alcohol to customers who are already seated at tables and not to people sitting at the bar. Like so. a tag team match? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't know what the Send point. Send in the kid. I don't know what the point of that provision is. And here's the thing. This 
comes hot on the heels of Iowa recently passing a bill that would allow teens to work longer hours and serve alcohol. I owe these children overtime. <laughs> In the investigation we mentioned earlier, that was one of the things. Not only were they employing underage kids, they weren't paying them enough and they weren't being paid for overtime. So the state did actually go in and get those kids their overtime. Pay. The state's like, whoa, 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 whoa. This is taxable income. <laughs> exactly. You are not going to pull this off. <laughs> exactly. And in Minnesota, lawmakers pushed a bill that would allow 16 and 17 year olds to work on construction sites like we are really rolling that back because then like once it's 16 why not roll it back to 14 15 i have opinions about that as somebody from an area that had a vocational technical high school that would send kids out on things like that and you know when i was that age i was a painting on top of a 40-foot ladder and that was the scariest thing I've ever done, by the like, literally the scariest thing I've ever done is cleaning paint chips off of a church's evesment from 40 feet below over marble stairs. Yeah, but that doesn't mean kids should be doing it. No. And I think what I hate the most about this is in every case, the reason they're doing it isn't, oh, kids need more money. It's, oh, well, there's labor shortages and yeah. there are we better- need someone to rip off. Yeah, there's better ways to address these labor shortages that, you know, would involve giving people a living wage and benefits and things of the like. But instead, we're just like, let fucking 16-year-old Johnny carry those cinder blocks up the steps. Johnny can do it. I mean, he's got the body for it, you know? Johnny the body, they call him. He's got fresh legs. <laughs> yeah, Wisconsin law currently allows 14-year-olds to be employed in most occupations, and children as young as 12 are permitted to work in certain industries, including agriculture, newspaper sure. delivery, yeah, school sporting events, absolutely, and as golf caddies. Hell aren't, yeah! Aren't golf caddies supposed to like give advice on the shot too? Not your local club caddy, no. Okay, this isn't the PGA Tour. <laughs> this is right, but also a... the PGA Tour doesn't have golf carts. So what do you yeah. even need a fucking caddy for? Um, to sling your shit around. You know, I mean that's. That's the tradition of golf. Have I, you ever seen The Greatest Game Ever Played starring Shia LaBeouf? I have. And it's great. It's really good. It's That's really like good. one of my favorite sports movies. Yeah, it's great. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the must not take yourself too seriously and 6-1 since that matters. And what do I even say other than hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Hey everybody, this is Adam, host of the podcast you're listening to right now. Just wanted to drop in and let you know about another podcast of mine that you might want to check out. It's called You Don't Even Like This Band. Each season, me and my co-hosts Andy Sell and Travis Clark do a deep dive into the antics and excesses of some of history's most divisive bands. We've got seasons about Corn, Lip Biscuit, Oasis, and Steve Earle already in the can waiting for you, and a new season about Fleetwood Mac in progress right now. And hey, I know you think you don't want to listen to a podcast about corn, for example, but trust me, you really do. It's good stuff. Check out You Don't Even Like This Band right now 
wherever podcasts are found. Thanks. We love you. Let's get back to the show. All right. Let's move on to our next back-to-back duo of stories, which, uh, I don't know, these just fall under the category of, oh, is that a crime now, I guess? Case in point, a woman in Little Rock, Arkansas, has pleaded not guilty, Jeff, not guilty. It's going to be a hard thing to prove, (laughs) but okay. To charges that she sold 20 boxes of stolen body parts from medical school cadavers to a Pennsylvania man for nearly 11 thousand dollars this woman's name is candace chapman scott 36 she's a former mortuary worker i wonder why she lost that job i don't know probably because she got rich selling parts (laughs) she is alleged to have approached a man named jeremy lee Pauley on a facebook group about oddities with the following question just out of curiosity would you know anyone in the market for a fully intact embalmed brain I'm not going to lie. That's a strong opening gambit. That's a great Facebook message to receive. Yeah. Um, I would like to add that as of 19 hours ago, there's an article saying psych evaluation ordered for Arkansas woman accused of selling body parts. Do you need to evaluate that psych? Yeah, I think we got it. She works with body parts. They weren't being used. (laughs) She was making money off of it to a guy that looks like a Batman villain. Yeah, that's the other thing. I looked up Jeremy Lee Pauly, and I would invite people at home. Just imagine what the guy who would spend $11,000 on medical cadaver body parts looks like. And then hit that link in the show notes to jeremyleepauly.com. I would also like to add that he looks as much like somebody who would buy those parts as she looks like someone who would sell them. Yeah, I didn't even look her up. Because I was so taken with Jeremy Lee Pauly. Adam, th- imagine, <laughs> if you will, someone that would sell $11,000 worth of <laughs> uh, cadaver parts. Now, why don't you then Google Candace Chapman Scott? You'll get there. Because I got to tell you, I looked at that and I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, this does exactly sound like she's like, hey, I came across some body parts. They fell off a truck. This looks like the exact point of sale that you would expect when it comes to body parts. I should say I'm assuming that's the Jeremy Lee Pauly who bought all these body parts. I'm assuming that it is the Jeremy Lee Pauly who works as, quote, the lead preservation specialist of retired medical specimens and curator to historic remains and artifacts at the Pauly Institute of Preservation, Jeff how crazy would it be if that was a different Jeremy Lee Paul? Yeah, it would be really funny. And I will add, too, that I'm going to bet, I'm going to say, $11,000 worth of body parts that he travels conventions with these specimens. Oh, probably. Like tattoo festivals or maybe state fairs. Right. In the in that, you know, you ever, you ever go like pay 50 cents to look at a snake and then you go and you're like, <laughs> ah, yeah, that was a snake. Yeah, that's the thing. That brain, that's a strong pitch because who doesn't want a brain preserved in formaldehyde in a jar in your house? That is a that is a cool thing. That's a you know what that is? That's a conversation piece. Yeah. Adam. You backlight that thing. You're, Soak a highlighter in the juice for a little while so yeah. it gets all you're gonna be sciency in it. Like you're gonna have so much fun wondering if that brain knows the situation it's in. Right. 
where it's just or if it's going to kill you yeah is it going to regenerate into a person it could i've seen movies but he wasn't just buying brains over the next nine months after that message it is alleged that scott sold paulie fetuses brains hearts lungs genitalia and large pieces of skin and other body parts in the case of one fetus she sold it at a discount because it was quote not in great shape had a big beer gut yeah fucking smoking had a bad knee (laughs) yeah i'm gonna say that this is a cool and victimless crime and i should have done this back when i lived next to a funeral home here's the thing we were just talking about mcdonald's this does Not exactly, but sort of remind me of that thing where if a McDonald's worker fucks up someone's order and realizes it right away, you can't just set that aside and eat that. Like you can't give that to one of the financially challenged employees of the store for free lunch. No, you have to throw that in a bin so the manager can count it as waste at the end of the night. And all these body parts, all they were going to do was cremate them and send them back to the school, baby. I don't need that. Yeah. This is victimless. Do you know that I I kind of grew up in in these kind of situations cuz my stepmom was buying like, and selling um, body parts? Well, my stepmom was a funeral director. Oh. So she would be like embalming and shit like that. So I used to like we, we'd go and visit her at work and I'd sneak away and like poke in my head and look at like that's what a corpse looks like. My nice. last apartment in Massachusetts, the my landlord was the guy who owned the funeral home next door, and he just wanted someone quiet. And I was like, "That's me. I'll do that." Um, but I like there were like always like fucking hey, come come around to the garage real quick, and then I'd go, and there'd be like dead bodies. And I'm like, ah, I didn't know what I thought that I was going to be seeing here. I don't know how this woman didn't think she was going to get caught. Her job was to transport, cremate and embalm remains. She took them from the University of Arkansas Medical School to Arkansas Central Mortuary Services where she worked, and then it was her job to cremate those remains and sure. take them back. Are you going to notice there's like, hey, there's a little bit less ash than I was expecting out of here? Like, Yeah, I suppose. It's it's legitimately like it's – I hate to say it because she got caught, but like it is kind of smart because <laughs> it's ash. It's fucking ash. You could throw a fucking a rasher of bacon in there with it. It'll turn to the same kind of ash. Yeah. This corpse smells delicious. So like pecan. I don't know, man. Yeah. Like actually, to be fair, like how many times do we hear a story about a crematorium? That's like they were giving you the wrong body the whole time. Yeah. Or. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Spoiler alert. It doesn't matter. Yeah. We burned your body, and it's actually like in the woods behind the place. Yeah. We didn't have enough. We didn't have enough fuel. <laughs> they give you a fourteen-pound bag of baking soda. Yeah, it's the smash and grab of of dead bodies, right there. Oh, speaking of smash and grabs, let's talk about a sexy one, Jeff. I'm in. We in... already did, Adam. <laughs> right, twenty-six-year-old Nicole Garzon Valendia, who takes a fantastic mugshot. By the way, she is a haughty yes and accordingly she was arrested and charged with the theft of three thousand seven hundred and fifty dollars worth of underwear from victoria's secret Mm, hot you minx i bet she was gonna wear all of that Mm, she was gonna wear it all adam (laughs) the crime happened at the capital city mall in that doesn't sound like a real mall in camp hill pennsylvania ever been 
I, I lived there for two years, yeah. Nice. At the mall. Yes. So Garzon Valendia and her unfortunately male accomplice, Ooh. at least according to the cops, hey, Cap. stole 150 pairs of underwear from Victoria's Secret by emptying an entire drawer full of underwear into a brown bag and walking out. Easy peasy. Us? Yeah. Who hasn't done that? Yeah, yeah, there, but for the grace of God. First off, love this. Love this for her. Hell yeah. Um, but also, as we're going to find out, there is a cavalcade of problems that lead to her getting caught. Quite a few, actually. Yeah. Like, if you play it cool and loose, you could probably pull this off. <laughs> well, at first, I mean, they had to be pretty confident because store employees saw them do this. And here's the thing, in a nice bit of foreshadowing to our next story, the employees in this situation did the right thing and stayed out of it. They opted to call mall security and let them deal with it instead. Because that's what you need. You're like, I can't handle these people. Let's call a 68-year-old man on a Segway to help us fix this problem. Still, fuck that. It's his job. Yeah. I remember my, my brother, he managed a footlocker in, in a kind of a dingy mall and the security guard was like old as hell. And so my brother would go out to him and say, hey, a bunch of gang members said they're going to kill me in the parking lot. Can you escort me to my car? <laughs> Did he do it? Yeah. Oh, nice. That's nice of him. So when mall security showed up, they started shooting immediately. No, just joking. They reviewed surveillance footage. And they found that this duo was also involved in a shoplifting incident at American Eagle and a hit and run in the parking lot of the mall all on the same day. Hell yeah, baby. The Triple Crown. Woof. Pulled it off. Police actually pulled them over for the hit and run incident, but they were unaware of the drawer full of sexy drawers they just stolen and everyone got away somehow. <laughs> you got a sack of illicit britches back there? Which I think that speaks to this potentially being a bit of a high crime area. Like if you just pulled off a hit and run and police are like, hey, watch it next time. Get out of yeah. here. Hey, buddy. <laughs> No we have bumper car and around the American mall or whatever. We have real crimes to deal with. It's like fleeing the scene of an accident is a real crime. <laughs> Cut it out. Next time <laughs> you'll get a warning. So they get away, but then the car gets pulled over six days later. And by this point, Garzon Valendia had been named as a suspect in a string of a bunch of other retail thefts, which also included a stop at Hollister. My biggest problem. Now you can't go back to that Hollister. Right. And who doesn't want to be a repeat customer at a Hollister? How, how are you going to get a lot of perfumes and colognes? I mean, she took $500 worth of merch. Maybe that's all it was. No, three shirts. Just emptied a drawer full of cologne bottles. It is funny that like when you're going that, you'd be like, oh, man, I didn't realize the 90s were still going strong. And it's just <laughs> like they went to the mall, went to American Eagle, Hollister, and Victoria's Secrets. <laughs> They'd be like, yeah, they held up an Auntie Annie's at gunpoint. <laughs> Ooh, I fuck with an Auntie Annie's. Sack of pretzels, sack of cinnamon sugar pretzels. Hell yeah. Oh yeah, that's the stuff right there. I snuck a bag of those into a movie once and the icing, I didn't, I was wearing all black and did not realize I was just getting that icing fucking oh. everywhere. And you're like, and it was a porno theater. So. <laughs> yeah. I walked out of that looking like I watched that movie with fucking Paul Rubens or something. <laughs> just. That's. My favorite was we used to, um, we, uh, we there was a Burger King right next to 
right next to the the movie theater that we would go to and so we would just wear like old giant starter jackets and shit like we people be like why are these guys wearing these like ancient jackets and we were like because we got fucking to-go bags in the front pocket <laughs> but it's july yeah why do these guys smell like whoppers when we come in it's like because we're dudes in massachusetts it's either menthols or whoppers so six days after that hit and run stop the couple's car was pulled over again, and this time police identified Garzon Valendia from Department of Homeland Security paperwork that was in the car, and they took her into custody. So it seems like she might be in the country illegally. Oh, she might be one of those Wisconsin lawmaker opinion people. <laughs> this is why we have to put kids to work, ASAP. <laughs> so, yeah, there's no word on how many pairs of those Vicky Seeks made it out into the community before she was finally apprehended. But I'm imagining they all went to one house and it's just like that Jimmy Eat World video in there now. Remember the video for the middle? Just take some time. <laughs> Man, Jimmy Eat World. I love that album. And like everything else by them, I'm like, yeah. Have you ever heard Big Casino? That is a fantastic song. Mm. That's yeah. my favorite song by them. Yeah, I'm sure it's great. Anyway, it really was the car that did her in. Yeah, I think if they hadn't gotten into that hit and run, why not just steal another car? You're stealing all this other shit. That's, well, that's grand theft. Yeah, that's, that's grand. True. She What she should have done is fucking stabbed everyone that pulled her over. Yeah, 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 that's a, that's a better idea. Go for it. You're already getting deported, lady. Yeah, that's not going to escalate things. That reminds me of when we did the Steve Earl season of the Unpops music podcast you don't even like this band there was one point where steve earl got so angry at this record executive he was like i was gonna go over there and shoot him only thing that stopped me is i didn't have a license at the time it's like so the thing that stopped you from murder was you didn't want to get like a ticket for driving on a yeah. suspended license that makes no sense i think you weren't gonna go shoot him yeah steve earl i think you're full of bluster <laughs> Hey, everybody, this is Adam, host of the podcast you're listening to. Just dropping in to let you know about another podcast that I host that you should be all up on. It's called Going Back, a rewatch podcast about the television show Lost. Me and my co-host Olivia Hydar are taking a trip down memory lane by rewatching that classic and divisive ABC hit show in its entirety. And we're breaking down each episode for you, the listener, as we go along. It's available everywhere podcasts are at. So go to your favorite spot and search for it now. Going back, a lost rewatch podcast. And thanks. We love you. Let's get back to the show. So we just mentioned that our last story has some ties to this next story. Whereas the first story includes an example of almost certainly underpaid retail employees doing the right thing in the face of catching someone shoplifting, which is nothing. Do nothing. The store you work for builds that into their fucking budget every year. Yeah, they're robbing you. So like Yeah, it's fine. Yeah. So this next story includes an example of how not to handle a shoplifter as a lowly retail employee. In an incident that happened last week at a Target store in the Loop, 
section of downtown Chicago. An employee was stabbed after confronting someone who they thought was shoplifting. 25-year-old employee confronted 27-year-old Roman Butler at around 9 a.m. on a Saturday morning. Why do you want your Saturday morning to go this way, you know? I was going to say, this is an early morning event. Yeah. Just, like, get some coffee first and think about it. Yeah. Before you run up on Roman. Yeah, get your daytime pants on. And when he did, Butler pulled a knife from his waistband and swiped at the employee's arms, uh, I'm assuming cutting him. Hell yeah. Jeff pulled a knife in this moment. I'm going to cut you, man. Oh, that reminds me. I Back when I was using Twitter, at least once a year, I would tweet out the uh, Serge Gainsbourg. No, the... Live performance of that Shay Lele song, which is a cool song, made all the more cooler when he and his his lone male background dancer both pull out knives during the performance. Hell yeah. Oh, it's so great. Also, that guy's almost certainly a sex criminal. Oh, the guy that kept saying how he wanted to fuck Whitney Houston on a live show. Jeff, he and his 12-year-old at the time daughter released a song called Lemon, Lemon Incest. Incest. Yeah. And I remember that. But yeah, the Whitney Houston thing, too. Yeah. So police arrested Butler shortly thereafter and charged him with aggravated battery, burglary, and aggravated assault. I think that's He's all so fair. aggravated. Oh, Just I'm let so me shoplift. I'm going to assault somebody. This is, this is going to be you someday because you, you always brag about taking those peanut M&Ms from Target before you go to a movie. I wouldn't and, stab him. I'd hit him like a man. Well, still, but you'd probably one-punch murder that poor... Do you know how easy it would be for me to get out of being caught shoplifting M&Ms at Target after I bought other things? Well, yes, I get that. I'm being dramatic here for jokey joke purposes. And then I will knock that fucker's teeth right down his throat. Right, right. Snap a neck. Also, every security person at the Targets I go to is 5'3". Well, yeah. It's like Heisman my way through if I have to. Because if you have an actual, like, security guard physique, you're just going to go be a security guard, like, at a real place that'll pay you real money. Remember that? Wasn't it you I was with? I think we were walking home from a Dodgers game, and there was a security... We saw the tactical CBS. (laughs) The security guard at CBS who looked like he had been training for that moment his whole life. Yep. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. I think we were there with Alex Schmidt yeah. as well. I think he walked with us too. And maybe Chet. It might have been Chet. Yeah. yeah. But uh, or maybe Adam Ganser was there. And here's the thing. Know. Having been to that CVS a few times, it needs a tactical security guard. This guy was probably what? 6'5". <laughs> he was. 300 pounds of muscle. He was wearing cut. And this guy was, he looked like he was going to play like paintball <laughs> levels of gear you know where he has like yeah. all the shit strapped on him and we were just sitting there just being like we just need gatorade because we're dying <laughs> it was amazing it was great yeah so yeah if it's that guy of course you go confront that shoplifter you've been waiting to use that blackjack in your back pocket your entire life get after it but there is an interesting wrinkle here in that target is pushing this as something that happened as part of an increase in theft impacting retail workers and like we're seeing with so many other supposed plagues that are happening that people are so up in arms about this one isn't quite what it seems retail thefts are up there were 1773 reports of retail theft in 2022 which is up from around 1100 in 2021 
and 900 in 2020. So it seems Obviously, like there's, there's an issue here. Well, there is, but also you need to take into account COVID. That's the issue of yes. I'm saying. Like, <laughs> like they're being like, you know, movie ticket sales are going up. Well, right. Yeah, because you would die if you went to the movies in, in 2020. Right. And also this section of Chicago where this target is located before the pandemic in 2019, there were 2,263 reports of retail theft in 2019. So it's actually gone down, but because the numbers were so low during like the peak of COVID, it makes it seem like yeah. things are way worse. That's why Target's locking everything up. Yeah. Have you been to a Target lately? They put everything behind fucking bulletproof glass. Yeah, I see it more, not so much at the Target down here where I live, but at the Rite Aid and CVS, both near me, they lock up things like Tylenol. Dude. Razor I was, blades. I was in Albuquerque. Oh. I was at a Rite Aid in Albuquerque. They locked up like playing cards. Jeez. Like their shit that was locked up, I was like asking the person, I was like, why are these locked up? I don't want them. I want to know why you lock them up. And he's like, it was a high theft thing. And I was like, playing cards, just let them go. Yeah, you sometimes you'll see like laundry detergent locked up. Oh yeah, that's commonly locked up. Because it's, you know, it's a thing people who don't have money for drugs can trade for drugs because everyone needs laundry detergent yeah formula uh, yeah baby formula tylenol shit like that like that's all stuff you can sell or exchange for super cheap which i had super a cheap i had a drug dealer in high school who would trade me eighths of weed for a foot-long sub at subway because i worked at subway that's a good deal for everyone that was a it was a amazing deal for me because even yeah, back deal then for him if i'm being honest yeah that's pretty bad for him but i i had i got the sense he had lots of weed and no sandwiches until you showed up exactly and then one diarrhea <laughs> give it to him the next day here's a meatball sub from last night i love a subway meatball sub though i, I like mean, it so meatball much. subs they're great hard to have a bad meatball sub they're great I had one once. weren't weren't you on the show with me? I think I don't remember where the fuck we were. I always forget. But I ordered a meatball sub at this place that was across the street from the venue, and it had no marinara sauce. It was just meatballs and cheese. And was like, that in Colorado? I th I want to say yeah, maybe Boulder. Yeah. After the first Portugal the Man show, maybe when we I, yeah crazy. I think it was when because when we went to Red Rocks. Remember that time we yeah. recorded a podcast at Red Rocks? I'm sure so many podcasts have. We did live at Red Rocks. Yeah, it was yeah, fucking yeah, yeah. amazing. So this all reminds me of a thing I keep bringing up when it comes to COVID. If at some point we do have to go back to mask mandates, like we can't keep making retail workers enforce those. Like that needs to be like a new wing of the TSA or something. Like there need to be mask mandators at the door yeah. of every retail establishment like fucking bouncers you need fucking kirk cameron putting you on blast <laughs> on instagram for asking them to please put on a mask right someone needs to put kirk cameron in a chokehold in that situation and that would right. be the mandator oh yeah i'd date a man for that <laughs> jeff no that's not what i mean hell yeah let's do it man <laughs> oh no hell yeah i'm getting dating dudes and choking them out man <laughs> oh all right. That's a fetish for a lot of people. <laughs> Me specifically choking them out <laughs> on a romantic date. So last story, keeping it retail. 
here. This is a retail store I bet very few people steal from, except the people working at it. That would be the Dollar General on East Main Street in Trotwood, Ohio. Ever been? I I've, I worked there for a couple years, yeah. Sure, sure. That's near Dayton, apparently, so you know it's nice. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know it's if any Dayton a- dudes that I choke out. <laughs> Oh, come on, Jeff. (laughs) Call that immediate callback. (laughs) The mayor of Trotwood visited the Dollar General, that particular Dollar General, and found it in a severe state of disarray. So much so that she apparently approached the people there and were like, hey, you should uh, you should clean this up. And I like the idea that like the mayor is the manager of the town. <laughs> like, <laughs> I mean, kind like comes of in and is like, you guys aren't doing your jobs. Yeah, I mean that's kind of the case. And bit, yeah. so she went back a week later, and not only was it not cleaned up, it was worse. Objectively funny, which is objectively funny. That's when she decided to post video on social media and shame the location into cleaning things up. And let me tell you, I have never been more frustrated that I could not find a full social media video in my life. Yeah. What's her reels number doing over there? Like I've looked her up on Instagram. I looked her up on Facebook and I think they said it was a Facebook video and I looked at her Facebook. She doesn't have Like, maybe she took it down. I don't know. It's weird because, like, I don't know what you expect walking into a Dollar General. I'm assuming she had to, what, get a Pepsi real quick? Like, get a a 99-cent Pepsi when they're $4.99 everywhere else? Well, it's interesting you bring up Pepsi because in the few clips of the video that you do see, because we'll link to an article that has a news report about this, and they show some of the video. If you wanted a Pepsi, uh, it looks like you're going to settle for Mountain Dew. For one All thing. I wanted was a Pepsi. <laughs> just one Pepsi. Also, there are just boxes and boxes of shit piled up in front of those soda coolers. So you would have to like shelve some inventory before you could even get. I, to I that wonder Pepsi. like why this is how it is. Like, why is it like do the employees just not give a shit? Well, or are they understaffed? What's fascinating is I in searching for this video, fell down a rabbit hole of countless videos of people walking through their local Dollar General and being like, look at this shit. Like there's one where a woman literally cannot get a cart down the aisle because there's just shit strewn all about the fucking aisles. And it seems like a corporate culture, kind of. More like Dollar Sergeant <laughs> taking that ranks down. <laughs> right? I got no, I got nothing. nothing and I, they're not always funny. In this case, when she went back, not only was the store in worse shape, she said the employees were not wearing uniforms. They were playing vulgar rap music and the fucking cherry on top. They had moved two pit bull puppies into the store and were just like raising them there. I have never wanted to go to a Dollar General more. We have to go on a field trip to this place. (laughs) When I was in Albuquerque, which you know what that city is like. I sure A man was murdered at your hotel once. (laughs) When I was there for the game show, I was like, hey, where can I go and get like some supplies? And there's like, oh, there's a Dollar General. I was like, cool, I'll walk there. And the guy at the front desk was like, what? (laughs) I was like, I'll just walk. You said it's what, like half a mile down the street or something like that? And he's like, "You, you don't. You don't really want to walk there. He was like really trying to talk me out of it. And I get there and 
yeah, it was horrifying. And then the 7-Eleven on the way, everything was bulletproof glass. And that bulletproof glass had seen work. <laughs> Been tested. Shit was carved into it and stuff. It's like, you guys are open all the time. How did you let this happen? Yeah, Dollar General's a crazy outfit. Yeah. If you look into their history, like they... They can really fuck an area up because it seems like a front, right? Not just that, but they act as a replacement for grocery stores and they end up just being in heavily impoverished areas or very rural areas where grocery stores aren't a viable option. And even the mayor of Trotwood, when I was scouring her social media for this video, someone had asked her about. Like, why can't we get a grocery store instead of a Dollar General? And she's like, a grocery store is like a 1% profit margin thing. People don't want to open them. So, like, if you're in an area that's not particularly affluent or there's not enough population to sustain it, grocery stores just don't want to come here. And Dollar General swoops in to those areas. And it's usually bad. It's usually it's usually bad. Some, times. Would, some would say it's bad. Yeah. 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 Not me, though. And hey, did, anybody, did a bunch of people get like assaulted at Dollar General's in that area by any chance? Uh, they sure did. But we should add that this Dollar General did close down for a day for cleaning after the mayor posted this video, which I'm going to be honest, it looked like an episode of Hoarders in there. I don't know that a day is going to do it, but yeah, they had to get a guy yeah. to show up and like shame the manager. <laughs> what are you going to do with these newspapers? And yeah, apparently this is just a historically dangerous area to shop at Dollar General. In 2020, oh, that's anywhere? <laughs> true. In 2020, an employee was shot in the head after taking out the trash at a different Dollar General location in Trotwood. And in 2019, a 23-year-old man was shot and killed by a Dollar General employee at a nearby Dayton, Ohio location. After brandishing a gun, demanding money, and subsequently being shot by the store manager who also had a gun. that That's some fucking taxi driver <laughs> shit right there. It uh, sure is. Man, this is why you got to rob an Air One. I don't even know what an Air One is. Air One is one of those like prissy, aggressively expensive grocery store or like rob a Whole Foods. Sure, sure, like, sure. Nobody is putting up resistance at a Whole Foods. You trying to tell me that somebody working at a Whole Foods has a gun? Nope. Yeah. Not on their watch. Yeah. If you're going to rob a place, I suggest Whole Foods, primarily because I want you to rob from Jeff Bezos. But of on course. top of that, you're not going to get a lot of resistance robbing a Whole Foods. No. And they got the hot bar. You can go and grab yourself a nice little treat while you're there. Yeah. Yeah. And if you're at the right one, they might have a really nice comedy show at the bar upstairs. Oh, RIP. Yeah, that was fun. So if I could just put a plea out to the audience listening to this, if you're able to track down the video of this Dollar General, I need to see it. Once I or, saw the pit bulls, I was like, I need to see this entire yeah, place. It, it sounds like a 1994 death row video in there. And it, yeah, and it sounds like because they interview some other business owners who are in close proximity to this place in the news report. And one of them kind of implies that whoever owns this business just like opened it and like kind of left the employees to run it and doesn't like show up or do anything or make any improvements yeah well they're afraid of getting shot in the head yeah and if you live near trotwood ohio can we suggest you go to that dollar general yes or should we not put people in danger 
Yeah, that's. I mean, it's a Dollar General. I'm sure it's going to be fine. But you also, literally it's just up talked about people getting shot in the head. <laughs> yeah, I specifically in Dayton, Ohio region. But right. then again, your odds are what two in two years that that happened. Yeah. People go to that like Dollar General really all the time it? and probably walk in and go, holy shit, and just walk yeah. back out. Yeah, yeah. that's you, you, it's, you, You're going to feel like you thought you were going into like a place and it's like someone's house. And you're like, whoa, this is not what I thought. I'm going to leave. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry to bother you. Yeah, I remember I got picked up by a cab once in Peoria, Illinois, and the cab driver had two friends in the back seat and someone in the front seat it was it was off-putting but i just you're like uh is this this normal is this how it's supposed to work but uh we just smoked a joint and it was fine yeah no i always enjoyed like if an uber driver picks you up and they're like and my wife is in the front seat i'm like hell yeah man you guys just fight (laughs) and i will just be on my phone yeah or i'll talk to you both let's do it yeah so yeah please find us the video of this dollar general and or make your own well, that's the thing. I've, I've been teasing that my sub stack is coming back, and I feel like I'm finally in good enough shape to get back to it. I think I need to dive into some Dollar General videos. And- Adam, I know this would be a huge undertaking. What if we did a countrywide tour where we just toured Dollar Generals <laughs> and did reviews of them? That, I think, would be the most valuable use of our time, probably. Some, some are saying. Some are saying. I wanted to do a tour of Buffalo Wild Wings locations, which uh, that I, in retrospect, that would get old real quick. What's for dinner tonight after the show? Fucking wings. Fucking sodium. Wild gout. Wings. <laughs> yeah. Gout is what we're going to have for dinner. Uh, I prefer the term the king's disease. So the royal disease. <laughs> How'd you get it? Uh chicken tenders <laughs> coors light yeah coors light and chicken tenders <laughs> so i think that is our episode we have done it that's a solid ladies and gentlemen shout out to dollar general and selling brains um what do we have to plug before we get out of here there's so much going on with you don't even like sports which is a podcast about how jeff doesn't even like sports you fuck you fuck We got a whole YouTube page where we're doing, on top of posting, you can get full episodes of, you don't even like sports, if you're the type of person that listens to your podcasts on YouTube, fine. Some do. That's fine, and we're here for you. I do that with Jeff Has Cool Friends, and they'll be like, 15 people are listening to it on YouTube, and I'm like, why? Yeah, who are you? But But hey. It's there. Also, all of our uh, pack breaking videos where we get into yeah. sports cards and things you can find on. You don't even like sports cards. cards. Uh, that's YouTube.com slash at you don't sports is where you can find that. The John Daly season is out now. Not all of it, unless you're a subscriber. But if you're not a subscriber, first two episodes are up now. And uh, there, there, there were probably ads for our, all the other things I want to tell you if this is yeah. a free episode. Although I should mention, if you're a subscriber uh, and didn't hear that announcement pod I put out, the $5 level of the Patreon is open again now through the 500th episode of Unpopular Opinion, which is coming in a few weeks. So go... Uh, Now's get, the time to get access to everything for dirt cheap, man. Everything. 
Uh, And that's all I got. Jeff, what do you got to plug? Well, uh, I don't know if you know this, Adam, but I have cool friends and I have a show called Jeff Has Cool Friends, which you can find at patreon.com slash Jeff May for early access to Uncensored episodes with bonus content. Um, And Adam, I revamped my Patreon celebrating two years um, in which I added some premium tiers, including the you get the rookie card tier where I mail you shit. I will I make little care packages and I send them out and Adam. As a gift giver, I couldn't have given myself something better than to make care packages for people and send them to them. So that's really fun. Uh, and you can check uh, you can check that out. You can also get uh, Jeff Has Cool Friends uh, for free wherever. But if you go to the Patreon, you can get access to things like Ugg Fine, my monthly show with Kim Crawl. And you can get access to Nerd with Dre Alvarez, although that is also free. Uh, I have revamped my YouTube. Uh, it's uh, YouTube uh, at Hey There Jeffro. And uh, I've been doing uh, I Must Break You, which is the the non-sports card version of that. Uh, just uh, been having a lot of fun trying to figure it out. And uh, boy, opening cards. That's fun. And also, it's it's expensive. It is a hobby. It that... sure is. We're but going it's so to... fun. I, yeah, yeah, so are drugs. But... This is my drugs. Mm. Oh, I went to the card shop for like the third day in a row. And I was like, I should probably should pull back. Yeah, that is that's a bit much. Uh, we got to get some 2023 jumbo packs tops, man. Yeah, send us some if you're still listening to this, everybody. Yeah, send us some stuff. And I think that's it. Let's get out of here. Jeff, Bye. Say goodbye. Bye. Goodbye, everybody. We love you. You get the Dollar General rookie card, everybody. <laughs>